Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Go. Hello. 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 And welcome to Two of the Think Tank. Welcome to Two of the Think Tank. The show where we have lost any kind of musicality. Well... Well, you know what you know what's happened, Alistair, is um, you used to work pretty hard to elevate me to the realms of listenability. But I think that recently you've you've started seeing how badly I'm I'm fucking it up, and then trying to uh, end it on your own terms, like a some sort of you know terminally ill person, and. <laughs> And I, I don't think that's fair. I, I, I try to pose the question with each song. What would it be like if this song didn't want to live? <laughs> um, and joining us today, that's, that's, not, that's not my interpretation though, Andy, but thank you. But yeah, joining okay. us today is Adam Carnavale from Science Pants Radio. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's actually pronounced uh, Knievel. Um, I, am, I am so sorry. Yeah. I forgot that you. I, no, it's a common mistake. Is that Midwestern? Mistake. Yeah, it is actually. It's Midwestern. Uh, don't don't worry. That that surname trips up a lot of uh, stunt actors. Mm. That uh, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah they it, apparently there's a lot of different ways to spell it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. My problem is um, I, I yeah, always look stu- at you stunt and actors. I think. Sorry. I was going to say stunt actors should not be easily tripped up. I mean, that should be one of the... Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. That's basically a job requirement. Or if they are tripped mm. up, they should be able to uh, easily recover. Yes, or spectacularly fall through the upper railing of a saloon bar onto oh. a um, uh, the, the, the top of a, a wagon covered mm. in dust. Yes, yes, yes. That's the. Those uh, are the two different ways that you exit a saloon in a wild west. You mm. you either fall onto the top of a dusty old wagon, or you leap out mm. and you land perfectly on your horse <laughs> to ride off. There are no other options. Um, I don't know if this yeah. is a sketch idea, but uh, is there a sketch? I mean, look, is this too lame? But there's the idea of a guy who's such a bad stuntman mm. that that he he rides his motorbike so beautifully in one of the most <laughs> graceful ways i mean he misses he misses the jumps he does yeah, yeah. he misses the tumbles but but mm. it's a joy to in, to endure uh, well his it, his defensive driving skills are so strong that they can't be switched off and he actually you know he avoids what would be very very close scrapes mm. before he even gets into them you know the very best- often by just Choosing not to drive that day at all. You There's the a whole best, movie sorry. to that idea, I think. An entire <laughs> movie based around a stunt actor who ruins every shoot he's on because he can't 
he can't do the stunt. He's either too good mm. at it or too bad. No one can figure out which one. It's like seeing a yes. graceful ballerina. Yeah. Trying to do mm. a pratfall. Mm. But just mm. just moving towards the ground in the most elegant kind of just everything <laughs> folds and lands so softly. Um, <laughs> I would like to see a sort of a like, you know, a r- really well trained dancer take a like, you know, just fall through a, a mm. pane glass window. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay to see but that more emotional fetish of mine than it is yeah. related to the current conversation. Um, I, um, you know, they say that the, actually the best defensive driving is offensive driving. <laughs> I, I had an idea when we were talking about saloons, by the yeah. way, the best defensive driving is no. Okay. All right. Alistair, let's do your idea. No, no, no. There's, there's nothing the more there. Thinking. There's nothing more there <laughs> than Alistair, Alistair, Alistair. Uh, you know, why Why can't that be an entire sketch? Why can't mm. it be you show up to the yeah. first day of your defensive driving course and they tell you that the first, you know, what's the first rule of um, defensive, defensive driving? driving you Always don't it, talk or, about defensive driving club. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then the second rule is always attack. You know, you you can you can be one step ahead, especially yeah. especially if they think you've done a defensive driving course, right? So that they think you're going to be, you know, a bit meek about it, a bit retiring. But then that's when you get them. Surely, surely the that that sketch works really well if you've got like a destruction derby driver as the instruction as the instructor mm. or whatever for that. Then yeah. Then you've got that, like, the, the guy comes in. Maybe he's missing an arm. He's got, like, a, a pinned-up sleeve or whatever, yeah. a scar on one eye. He's like, look, mm-hmm. the only way to stop them from hitting you is to hit them first. Hit yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But also, can we just pencil in the idea of the defensive derby, which is providing <laughs> all these ideas that we've had so far. And it's a, <laughs> it's a demolition derby. But, uh, you know. Everyone's an expert defensive driver, so yeah. they spend the whole time, you know, letting each other pass, <laughs> following the speed they would, limit, and doing they perfect w- reverse parks. Well, they would move around, like from mm. above, they would actually replicate mm. what it's what, what like particles in a gas, just moving mm. around, yeah. all <laughs> yeah. missing each other, like that. I assume that's how. Uh, maybe, maybe the I setup. No, I think you're thinking of a Bose Einstein condensate, where they become they act oh. as one super particle. <laughs> You know, Bose Einstein. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We, me, and Andy talk about a lot of uh, rare states of matter. I might happen to have noticed you <laughs> tweeting about rare states of matter not yeah. too long ago as well. Well, it's it, trust me. There's going to be a lot more of that kind of stuff. That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah. I realize you have to I'm find excited. a niche, and for me, yeah. it's rare states of matter. Yeah, um, the only state for me that isn't rare is when I'm tweeting about states of matter. I do that all the time. <laughs> I uh, um, yeah. Maybe the setup to just going back to the destruction derby sketch. Maybe the mm. setup is that you've got that defensive driving instructor and the offensive driving instructor, and they get mixed up on which mm. class they're mm. going to. So yeah, you've got the defensive mm. derby and the offensive defensive driving. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I think for some reason in yeah. my mind, I keep seeing the offensive driver, mm. driving t- guy, telling you to. Just grind up against the the curb mm-hmm. when you're driving, when you're parking or whatever, and not let the curb win. Like you, you've yeah. set up your tires <laughs> so that you can you just grind that curb away until it just hits <laughs> the grass. Away. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you you know how they got confused. Um, one of them surname was Knievel, and the other one was Carnivale. And, yes. And uh, oh, mm-hmm. trips up a lot of uh, stunt driver booking uh, organizers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go. These I, words look I... the same. <laughs> can I? <laughs> can I? <laughs> It's an entirely verbal system. It's a, yes. it's a verbal tradition, stunt, stunt person booking. It's, yeah, it's all oral. 100%, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, I just want to say my thing about the saloons, all right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If, yes. I was, if I was, uh, you know, um, one of the Mc, McFlintock gang, right, uh, bandits, r- ruthless bandits, mm-hmm. Classic. right? And if I was blowing into town and about to take on the new um, uh, do do gooder guy who's in town, shaking up things and Reynolds Reynolds Bandwidth, Reynolds Reynolds Bandwidth, had what I would do before I bust into the saloon where I knew that he was about to try and because I know he's going to try and jump out the window onto the back of his horse. I'd mm. go and I'd put spikes on, on the backs oh. of all the horses. Ah, or get the, what you do is, this takes a lot of pre-planning, mm. but maybe you're the sort of outlaw who likes likes pre-planning. They exist, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> what you do is, you, you get the uh, hitching post and you adjust it so that it's slightly further away, so that when they mm. jump out, instead of onto the horse's back, they land on the horse's head. There you yeah. go. Breaking the horse's <laughs> neck. Yes. <laughs> then you get free horse meat. <laughs> because I mean, you know. that's, that's the scam. That's 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 what they don't tell you about uh, the bandit business. Is yeah. that all the money's in horse meat? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. running a service station. You don't make your money from selling petrol. You make it from selling the candy at the counter. A hundred. So it is with banditry. It's yep. not. It's not the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the small villages that you terrorize for mm-hmm. no reason. Okay, it's the it's the horse meat. <laughs> It's the horse it's, meat we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not the the reward that you get for for catching mm. the bandit, right? Mm. It's the horse meat that you get to salt and eat for the rest mm. for at least 3 days before it goes bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um There's also a great scene where um you take the dead horse and you tie its hooves together and then you sling it across the back of a person, I mm-hmm. guess, mm. uh, and then give the person a slap on the ass, and mm. they trot off <laughs> carrying the. <laughs> sure. Or what you could the, do is you the could, horse corpse. You could prop up the horse corpse near mm. near the, the the bar where you tie it up again, near the window again. Yeah. And then you you, you try to catch another <laughs> bandit, and he jumps out and lands on it, starts tenderizing your meat for you. Ah! <laughs> Yeah. Free tenderizing. That's all that elbow <laughs> grease that you yeah, don't have to. 100%. Accent. And then eventually what you could do is create a mm. whole energy-based system based on <laughs> bandits jumping out of windows and then collecting that energy. And you could they finish ban- it up. They jump out. You, you could finish it up by putting a layer of glue on the window that they jump out of so that the last time they jump, they smash that, glass comes down, and that mm-hmm. chops the meat for you. Yes, then you've got your cuts. Good. That's yeah. excellent. They used to, I think real cowboys used to do that. They would divide cuts of meat by where someone would land on the mm-hmm. horse if they fell. The old cowboy that, ho- yeah. horse sashimi uh, glass mm. pane <laughs> method of 
It was yeah. a real artistry, ancient artistry yeah. that's actually quite been lost. It's one of the few mm-hmm. American art forms. There's jazz mm-hmm. and there's uh, cowboy horse mm. window pane sashimi. Um, you're not going to like me trying to turn this into a separate sketch, Alastair, but I do <laughs> think the idea of generating electricity um, with some sort of paddle wheel system, mm. sort of a form of hydroelectricity, but that relies on the falling bodies of, um, you know, of Bodo of, of, electricity. Of yeah. been sh- sh- <laughs> exactly. Who've been yeah. shot. Uh, up on the top level of the saloon and then fall down. If you've got your, your thing set up in the right place with the mm. paddles, each mm-hmm. one lands on the paddle, spins it around. You know, it doesn't look like there's a lot of water in some of these wild west towns. You've got to be creative. Mm-hmm. And that's where this, this whole uh, new generation system comes into play. And then they get themselves up there. And then slowly over time, you get the the sort of like companies that rise up out of those you know, specific power sources. Mm-hmm. And then sometime in the 20th century, we start realising that uh, bandits are not a renewable resource. <laughs> yes. And we need to figure out a way to switch over to a, a non-renewable resource. Mm. Wait, you, did I get that wrong uh, way around? I think I got that the uh, right way around. No. Well, you got it the right way around the first yeah. time and then you then got I it messed the wrong it up. way halfway through. But yeah. But, yeah. but then but, what you could do is you could set up the 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 you know the the terms of society because yeah. you're a person mm. with a lot of money and mm-hmm. make sure that there's no sort of uh social safety net so people kind of fall uh, into the water wheel instead of the safety net exactly well, that's, <laughs> that's well of course there's there's all the other places they could fall there's the metaphor i mean if you could catch their metaphorical metaphor, fall yeah. as well and, and get energy mm. from that but i guess if they needed to also steal to get things then you could it's essentially mm. we're inventing the the prison the prison system in America, but uh-huh. you get people to steal things, then they become bandits, then they jump, or they get you know they get into a bar fight, fall into mm-hmm. the thing again. Um, mm. uh, the other question that I had, I like that a lot, and that's all written down. But mm. yeah. what I didn't get straight away was Andy's first saloon idea. What was the relevance of the spikes? Well, you know that the guys, when they're trying, they, when they know that you're busting into the saloon or the cat house or whatever, yeah. they're going to try and get away by jumping out the window, whistling up old old Betsy. Yeah, you know the cow. she comes trotting along. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, somebody who can whistle, <laughs> Betsy the cow. <laughs> I mean, why are there no cowboys that ride cows? <laughs> yeah, Very true. That's true. Very true. Also, why are there no horses but, called Betsy? Mm. Mm. And they so she trots up, and then you hop out, you know, landing perfectly on the back of your horse. Mm-hmm. But if they've put like a blade or just substituted it with a much more malnourished horse, mm. such that its spine is so sharp that you become just sliced in two as you land on its back, you know, that's doing mm-hmm. their work for them, basically. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so the idea is you want to just kill the person, like you're sort of using a yeah. method. Well, it, they're, they're your enemy. They were okay. your enemy oh, yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. out the window. That's why they're trying to get away from you by jumping out the window. It's not just the way they leave buildings. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I'm going to be very honest here, and I'm going to tell you that that has made more sense to me than anything I learned at school. So, <laughs> Well, that's great. I wonder... Alistair, Alistair, what Alistair language? the whole time listening, listening to me thinking... But this is going to hurt the person. I know. I don't think he realizes. I think <laughs> I think I was thinking about how because his name was something bandwidth in the end. Yeah. And Gerald bandwidth, I think. And then I was thinking, like I was like, <laughs> what he's 
but he's spreading, you know, sort of broadband from town to town, bringing them information, but they don't appreciate it. They think he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I thought I thought maybe, I, I wasn't 100% sure, I thought that maybe your thing was like, this guy is rich in spikes or, or blades or something like that, and that's why he can put blades on every horse, and he's like, ah, he's like Oprah, just going like, you get some blades, and you get some blades, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of just treating the the horses like sort of the edges of a building like that we these days do to stop sort of mm. pigeons from going on them or, or skateboarders or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. actually a big problem. The uh the drop the dropping cowboy. Um and right. then as as society progresses we can slowly move mm. from a non renewable resource like mm-hmm. falling bandits mm. and start moving over to a renewable resource like metaphors. So you can remove yeah. the safety net, as it were, and then metaphors can fall into the water wheel and start turning that, and then we're good again. Society slowly, Absolutely. slowly, we stop polluting mm. with um, dirty, dirty bandits, and we switch over yeah. to clean metaphors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be a great way to get energy from literature. Yes, 100%. I mean, people wouldn't have so much of a problem with poets if the power <laughs> of their poetry, the emotional power. Yeah. could be somehow turned mm. into kinetic energy. Well, Subsidized uh, poets, I used think. Used to boil water. Like, I mean, imagine <laughs> if you could write a po- poem so powerful that you could tell it to a pot of water on the stove Ooh. or anywhere and Ooh. use it to boil eggs. You know, that's, yeah. that's poetry to me. That's... But the idea that you have to keep going, like, <laughs> until it's done, you go, oh, man, I don't know if I got this many stanzas in me today. <laughs> Um, I once met a man from Nantucket. Bubble, 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 bubble. <laughs> um, I, um, I've written this thing. I mean, look, I, that's what that's what I was going to think about these metaphors. Mm-hmm. Because me and Andy have been thinking about photons a lot recently. We're doing a little yeah, bit actually, of sciencey yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and so mm. a, a photon particle has no weight, has no mass. Yes, right. And I feel like that's what a, meta, a metaphor is like. But because a photon has no mass, it means it goes the speed of light. And do you think that metaphors would travel at the speed of light? Because they, you, you use them, Can you I tell them by sound. Can I pause for a second? Are you trying to describe a metaphor with a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> That's look, a very meta-metaphor, isn't it? It mm. is. <laughs> um, look, I'm, if, it, it's, it's very weird because I am using it, using a very real-world example for something that is quite... Uh, it's like a reverse metaphor. I might be wrong no, here, but I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to use. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to use the name in the definition. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Look, uh, <laughs> can does the word dic- I mean, the dictionary has its itself in That's itself. True. That's true. And it it's presents recursive. <laughs> Sorry, the dictionary's fine with it. Please continue. <laughs> I wonder if. Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd, you'd hope. That if you were making the dictionary and selling the dictionary, you wouldn't yeah. need to include the definition of the word <laughs> dictionary in the dictionary. <laughs> and that... <laughs> dictionary, that, the definition uh, of dictionary yeah. in the dictionary just says C and nothing else. Mm. <laughs> You're already looking at it, so it doesn't C. need to refer you somewhere else. It just says C. C? Ah, yes. Yes, I see. <laughs> You're looking at it. Get a life, Kojak. I don't know what they, I don't know what any of those words mean, but I mean I get life. But, um, 
uh, all the talk about falling and generating power did make me yeah. think of one thing, which is that recently they knocked down the um, the hazel the towers, the cooling towers at the old Hazelwood Power Station here mm. in Victoria, oh. Oh, yeah. one of Australia's biggest and dirtiest coal-fired power stations, mm. and seeing all of those towers, huge towers, there were eight of them, come crashing down. Mm. You know, and all that stored kinetic energy in those towers fall mm. down like that. You'd, you'd think it would, be, it would be great if there was some way we could have turned that into, yes. into electricity. And yes. I, I realise that in a way that's the least renewable of all the forms <laughs> of energy. Mm. <laughs> the energy that you get from destroying non-renewable energy. But we're always destroying things. So surely, if the mm. tank runs on uh, the destruction, like like how my engine, I could put ninety one or ninety eight or whatever and let it into it. Maybe this mm. engine, you can put destroying a uh, power plant or destroying a skyscraper or something like that sure. that needs to come down. Mm. Well, you could put like you know, you could just put a, a small part of a tower of a yeah. coal power station just directly mm. into your tank, and then I guess <laughs> you would just have a little sort of like implosion device in your tank yeah. that would make it fall and then make your car go like that. Um. <laughs> there, there would be a version of... Let, so, okay, let's imagine not steampunk, mm. right? But this is gravitational potential energy punk, right? Yes. And what it is, is everything, every mechanism is powered merely by falling rocks, okay? Mm. And so you you want to drive your car a certain distance, your car has a mm-hmm. huge ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or maybe there are service stations where you can go and do this. Maybe you know there'd be like a there'd be buildings that are really, really tall, and up the yeah. top of these buildings, they've got big rocks, right? Big round rocks, and then your car has a really, 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 really long pipe that goes all mm-hmm. the way up to this petrol station, right? And then the pipe comes down to your car and then bends at a little L shape, mm-hmm. and then pokes out the back. And then the rock falls down the pipe, and as it falls, it pushes the air down out of the way in front of it and out the back of your car, right? And then, you know, if, if, the, if the pipe's high enough, I'm talking two, three kilometres up in the air, <laughs> then, <laughs> then as it falls, that will give you enough, enough push to drive, you know, maybe two, three kilometres. Yeah. Who knows? And, what I really... And, and, and this yeah. isn't just for cars. This is everything, like your little yeah. wrist watch. Okay, mm. you've got to hold your wrist per- perfectly level because mm-hmm. there's a pipe that goes two, three kilometers up in the air, and that just has a little pebble falling down in it, <laughs> and and it turns the the air turns the um the hands blows the hands around yeah. for you to be able to tell what the time is. <laughs> what I love about this is that it implies. The scenario where, and I know the two of you are going to absolutely love this, it implies the scenario where there's a board meeting from uh-huh. an energy conglomerate yeah. uh-huh. and one person, mm. a scientist up the end, is explaining something to the board mm. and they say, hey, so uh, we to get those rocks up to those skyscrapers, we use a rock at a slightly higher skyscraper as the <laughs> energy to get that rock up there. But the problem yeah. is we need to keep building taller skyscrapers to get mm. those rocks up to taller mm. and taller spaces where mm. we're in a, a space race, as it were, yeah. to try and make a tall skyscraper as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you could imagine that this is a world in which it started out where there was lots of just big piles of mm. rocks. 
right? Yeah, just all around, and so exactly. they they base their whole Absolutely. economy around falling rocks. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but and then, you know those rocks rocks all all built up in, into mountains, peaks, if you will, and then at yes. a certain point they've um, dropped them all down and they reach mm-hmm. what's called peak peak. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they had to start using the rocks to start elevating the rocks, so that. Yeah, like and then to do this mm-hmm. thing where they had to yeah. keep building new piles, but using the other lesser mm-hmm. piles. Maybe you could mm-hmm. just you could drop sort of five lower rocks to make one rock mm-hmm. go really high. Oh, you absolutely could. You absolutely could. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. Uh, by the that way, works. in this world, they have oil, but they just use it for greasing the rocks yeah. and the pipes. <laughs> yeah, and well, they've got that, and they've just got those like. Um, like a seesaw. <laughs> They've got seesaws <laughs> for launching rocks. Um, and and then the only way that they can actually get more energy uh, once all the rocks are down is that they can, they just have to start digging holes. <laughs> oh, but imagine how they, oh yeah, and dropping them down holes. Yeah. But imagine yeah. how they, how these people would have dealt with an impending meteorite. Like the race oh. would be on to build <laughs> yeah. the biggest possible seesaw. Right, yes. and pile mm. up uh, enough rocks on the other end of the seesaw mm. to launch like, all the way up there. <laughs> it's this, a completely different form of uh, the movie Armageddon. Instead of getting like oil yeah. drillers Yay. or whatever to crack in, they yeah, they're excited. They're excited. They got to get all these energy. These people who work in the energy industry to mm. figure out how to harness this big rock that's fallen really yeah. far. They're like, this is going to set mm-hmm. us up for another two hundred years. Yeah, you know, we're going to get so many rocks so high up. It's an apocalypse if we're not struck by a meteor. Exactly. There's no more energy left. This rock is our last chance. How are we going to get any more energy? Ah, I keep slipping on all this oil. What have we got to get rid of this oil? Yeah. Hopefully the rock will burn it and get it out of the way. Um, I think, look, that that turned out out huge. That's got a real arc, Mm. that one. It does. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a, I think it's, it's, there's a lesson in it. Yes, you know, a metaphor. Mm. Um, for, Not that we'll ever know, but we'll, we'll be able. If, even if we can't figure out the, the meaning of the metaphor, mm-hmm. we will at the very least be able to get a tiny little bit of energy as we shoot it mm-hmm. towards, you know, through. However, you yep. want, we're going to collect this metaphor energy, but maybe just <laughs> exactly. speaking it into water. Um, I know you haven't written this down, Alastair. But I want us to be rem- to remember the idea of writing poetry so powerful that you can use it to boil water. Uh, I have written it idea. down. You've written it, you've written it down. Yeah. You've oh my god. Down. Metaphor. Oh, you didn't believe in him. Poem pot of water. You didn't believe yes. in him. <laughs> yes. And yet here I he think, is. He proved you wrong. You know that that could lead to a whole you know an alternative to the induction cooker. Mm. That um, you know you can. Oh, well, how about this? The got, deduction cooker. Oh, yes. I mean, it's a, simi- it's a similar on. Go thing. On. Tell yeah. me how it works. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is basically this, a similar idea, but you basically stand next to it and you you say, "Well, if water is wet and I <laughs> am dry, uh, if I touch the water, then either I will become wet or it will become dry." Mm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I see. You know what this is? This is because knowledge is knowledge is power, right? And you are you're deriving a new knowledge from first principles and using that to power it. I see. And that's another metaphor. 
I mm. see you have a, a basic edition. I, I shilled out a little bit more money and I got the Poirot edition. Mine, mm. oh, wow. Heats so well. Uh, Poirot comes into the room with his yeah. little handkerchief or whatever and uh, uh, blows his nose, walks up and down the line of suspects and then turns mm. around. And as soon as his mouth opens, pssst, the, the, the kettle is a boil. <laughs> Yeah. Just the the only problem is you've got to prepare six or seven different meals, yes. all that could plausibly mm-hmm. be eaten, <laughs> and then he only ends up boiling one of them. <laughs> Look, I'm writing it down. I didn't think I was going to write it down, but deduction. Okay. <laughs> hey, Unless... This is what I'm up against, Adam. Yeah. He prejudges every <laughs> single idea. He know, he knows as soon as, just from the look in your eyes, yeah. he's like, "I'm not going to like this," and it, you don't stand a chance. Well, yeah, uh, you you could maybe get a multi burner system if you got the Poirot in brackets um, murder on the Orient yes. Express edition. Spoilers, but yeah, if you got something like that, you could multi burn and get multiple deductions going yes. on at once. Is the spoiler that Poirot is in the murder on the Orient Express? Uh, no, the. Spoiler is, and skip ahead a few seconds if you don't want to spoil it for Murder on the Orient Express. If you've been saving Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> They're all murderers. Oh, my God. Go. Yeah. I yeah. see. And so then you could sort of make a full, like, eight-course meal. A hundred percent, yeah. All through boiled water. Mm-hmm. I mean... Boiled potatoes. That is, that... Talking soup. We're talking... <laughs> But, Steam I mean, dumplings. don't you feel that by doing that, like, there are, in terms of the possible plots for a, a detective mystery, right? Mm. So apparently the first mystery story ever was this one by Edgar Allan Poe, where it turns out a, yeah. a, a monkey did it. Is that right? The first, oh. like, detective story. <laughs> I remember so that, that from you know, a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, anyway, sorry, go on, go on. But but I think... and. So, so like you know, there are, there are a certain number of big twist plots that you yeah. you can only really do once because they their their power resides only in the fact that nobody's ever mm-hmm. thought of doing that yep. before, right? So we started out early, burning a great possible plot. A monkey did it, right? <laughs> and then you know you go through and you get you know your first unreliable narrator. I think that might also be Poe, where it was turns out that's the guy telling the story what done the murder. Right, Ooh. and then you go through, and then you get your um, you get your Agatha Christie coming across this one. Mm. Ah, oh, what if they all did it? Everybody did the murder, okay. Mm. But are there any other, any other possible versions of that? Right? Mm. What, uh, Ooh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I if guess... somebody dropped a piano on somebody, but then removed the piano, right? You take away the <laughs> piano. Right? Uh huh. <laughs> Right? Go on. You drive it away. You put it in a lake or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Right. If detectives find a piano in the lake, they're not going to be like the murder weapon. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go, somebody's dumped a piano in the lake. I'll just ignore that for a minute and focus on this more important murder. <laughs> this, cru- this more important crushing murder. <laughs> crushing. I know, but no one's going to think you're going to leave the body there. But take away the piano. I think um, crushing is an interesting modus operandi for a serial killer. You know, yeah. the the Westlake Crusher, <laughs> right? And every <laughs> every every victim has been crushed with a different household object. And 
What's fun about this mm. is mm. that from a um, from a I'm thinking about you know production wise, obviously, mm-hmm. um, we're going to save a lot of money on corpse makeup and that sort of thing. Uh, because we'll just all we need to do is get a couple of cans of diced tomatoes, well, you know, those big cans that you get from a wholesale place, <laughs> and maybe a, p- you just a packet, pour them of, on a the packet of minced meat. Yeah, yeah packet of, packet of minced meat and a few... one packet. That's enough for a body. Mm-hmm. A few um, cano- cannelloni, like those. The, what are those cannelloni. long sort of round pasta things? You just smash a few of those in there for some bones or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe even a little rigatoni just to mix things up. Sure, yeah. sure. For the ear, the bones, cannelloni or... were were his legs. The rigatoni were his fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finger bones, the old twisty yeah. finger bones. Yeah, I mean that's a shame. Um, that is a shame that our bones don't twist like aren't little twisty should. things like that. Because it'd be great to yeah. do this. That's me. I'm twisting my finger for those who if... are only listening, which is everybody. It's... <laughs> you it's mean absolute... you mean that you can physically like another option for your finger, mm. like you could hold your fist steady, <laughs> and another option for your finger as well as the standard bend at the knuckle mm. is that it almost has a wrist-like function in ah. each of those knuckle joints where they can also rotate. Is that what you're after? It is that now. A finger, a pointed <laughs> finger, can just twist on its own. That would that's a that. good. I mean, that's a good thing to put into like a. Like a horror movie or something, because mm. I haven't I haven't seen that done, mm. and that could be a different that could be another possible ending for a detective movie. Nobody's done that. <laughs> oh, it was done by somebody whose fingers can twist. Maybe that's just a special quirk of the Westlake Crusher. I have yeah. assembled you all here to discover who Zikila could be. He was someone incredibly flexible. Could it have been you, the maid? You, the butler, Gumby? Could it have been you, <laughs> the uh, sous chef? Yeah. You, the acrobat. Ah, but I think... You, the person, who, the contortionist, or you, the person with the spinning fingers. <laughs> well, a simple... <laughs> Mo, is that you? Mo from the Three Stooges? <laughs> Sorry. When my fingers I spin, think... they make the hum. I think... Uh... A murder at a contortionist convention oh. is um, is quite is quite satisfying. Mm. They're all contortionists, right? And the mystery yeah. is that the killer came in through the front door and not <laughs> through one of the. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many, <laughs> you know, uh, air vents or... Uh, uh, small openings <laughs> or a, te- a, a tennis racket. No, the, the murderer didn't come in through a de-strung tennis racket. And, uh... <laughs> the murderer snuck in through the house's unstrung tennis racket. Well, the murderer didn't in this case, and that's what makes mm. it so interesting, mm. that it wasn't one of the the contortionists. It was the coach. Hmm. Oh, uh, 
Um, yeah. Well, it, it is interesting, isn't it, that like very often in sports coaching, the coaches themselves, particularly in swimming, I've noticed this, they don't mm. have to be the most athletic mm-hmm. looking of people. Sure. Yeah. And I think um, that... Would you say the most athletic is usually the swimmers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly in that context. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's very hard in some respects to look particularly athletic when you're up against Olympic swimmers. <laughs> but um, I yeah. think, uh, you know, it, I think you could have a contortionist coast coach who, yeah. is, who is very, very stiff, quite, you know, um, mm. immobile. And personality-wise, too. As, yes. as well, yeah. And dead. <laughs> yes. Very good. Rigor mortis. <gasps> imagine, ah. oh, imagine if the person who killed the dead guy was the person who was already dead somehow. Mm. Maybe yeah. maybe the Westlake the... Crusher dropped them yes. on Yes. <laughs> yes. They were, or, or the corpse is of the Westlake Crusher and their last kill was with their own body as the murder victim. implement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He went and stood mm. on the, he went and died up on top of the chimney <laughs> strategically. He had, bod- <laughs> he had his body made entirely of ice so that it would melt away and they'd never find the murder <laughs> weapon. Yeah. He he had his body made entirely of ice. Okay, this is how he would do it. This is how he would do it. He would would put himself into a vat Mm -hmm. of acid in a cool room. Mm -hmm. So he brings the vat Mm. of acid into the cool room, right? Mm. The cool room with the weak floor. Mm. (laughs) He puts this big vat of acid there. Then he gets in. He dissolves in this vat of acid. Mm, yeah. The cool room, which is actually a very cool room. It's a freezer. Yeah. It freezes, <laughs> it freezes the vat of acid. Yeah. It turns yeah. into ice. And then yeah. the floor, which has been strategically weakened using more acid that is yeah. <laughs> that was dripping yes. whilst the melting was happening, uh, then causes the floor to collapse. It falls through, lands on the governor. Yeah. <laughs> whose room is just underneath a, a huge... The ice room. Ice yeah, his room. room is underneath the ice room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, which he Classic loved because he could always get ice through a little tube yes. straight into his room. Mm-hmm. And then the crusher dissolves and disappears. Well, he's, you know, he's already dissolved. So then he melts and he's just in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about that is presumably the part where Poirot is looking around the room and he sees the where the ice comes out of and like the cogs are working in his mind mm. and you see, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> it would appear that the murderer is in this very room. <laughs> <laughs> and then he points to the rug. Yeah. <laughs> they've, been, they've been squelching around on this rug the entire time. <laughs> We never suspected that huge hole in the ceiling. <laughs> I, I mean, I think cr- crushing somebody with an enormous block of ice, if you, if you for some bizarre reason are confident that nobody is going to come and find what's left of the body before mm-hmm. this ice has defrosted, mm. um, 
And then I think it's actually a pretty pretty groovy method. Yeah. Especially if the block of ice is falling into is like you're crushing it in like a mm. hot yoga kind of room. Mm. Because then as long as the So hot- there's a hot yoga room underneath the <laughs> courtroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hot yoga room or a sauna or something like yeah. that underneath the ice room. This is the worst designed fridge ever. Well, it, you know, it'll it's two separate businesses. Cat, they're allowed yeah. to they're allowed to live on top and underneath one another. And they are. not share energy bills in any way. <laughs> I think they're both draining a lot of energy. I think they should be sharing energy bills. Yeah. They probably save a bit of money going in together. That's true. Yeah, if you buy more, you yeah. kind of do get a bit a slight yeah. discount, maybe. Um, I want to get on um, some some go go. The, oh, the, the well, the Bikram yoga people. You know what they're going to be? They're all going to be very flexible. There's going to be a oh! lot of fingers finger spinners amongst them. <laughs> Just finger, base of finger wrists. That's what it is. It's That's all what coming it would together. spin your finger like that. And owls, owls would would be able to spin them even more. Just mm. they do, they can do full one eighty. I don't know. Owls can spin mm. their fingers all the way around. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, there's nothing to that at all because we none of us can think of a single use for a spinning finger. That's the problem. Uh, I you could, I mean I you, I think sort of like cleaning out your ear like i think it oh, would be yeah. interesting to just poke one in and then mm. not have to engage the wrist mm. and just spin spin the finger but you know yeah it's 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 marginal it's it's a marginal gain here's here's something so you know how in like a a heist movie or something like that someone will be have that little device that'll cut a hole in in glass or something like that. Oh yes, you could mm. on your finger just really grow out the nail, and then you do the little spin. You don't even need the machine, so someone could check you for it, pat you down. Maybe you're getting into the art gallery. They pat you down. They're like, <laughs> hasn't got the glass cutting machine. Mm-hmm. Just a really long weird na- fingernail. <laughs> go on, you go. And then so and then, then you would then do it like this. That would exactly be it. That would a hundred percent be every element correct. Yeah, I yes. see. Yeah, yeah. And so you you're go. already in the art gallery. Oh, but you're needing to get into one of the cases. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, sure. to to steal the baseball diamond. The baseball diamond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, look. First discovered by Lewis Baseball in <laughs> 1982. <laughs> Lewis Baseball. Well, you see my. My ancestor was a baseball player. Um, I mean, I don't know yeah, when they were giving out names. Do you think there was a year where they gave out names? Where they went, all right, everybody gets last names now. And so, I think mm. that makes a lot of sense. Like one person did it and then everyone else started doing it. Mm. One person was like, yes, okay. No, 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 go. I want to hear your version. <laughs> one person was like, you know what? I've been doing so much damn smithing. I think I'm going to... Look, just everyone, you can just call me John. You just call me Smith. Just call me Smith. Call, me, just call John me John Smith. Smithin. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and everyone else were like, ah, oh, Smith's good. Carpenter? I'm Joey Carpenter. Yeah. Because they were they were for a while doing that thing of like, my name is Elevar Deloxley. And so you were putting like the place, mm-hmm. Elevar yeah. de Loxley. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of such a place, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if or, they... Or Stevenson or something like that. Stevenson, yeah. And then so that puts the name of your dad mm. in there. Mm. But it was mm. only the name of the first dad. 
or or, or yeah. is it in in Norway or something like that that you do just get a new last name that's based on your dad's first name? I don't, I don't think they're st- I don't think they're still updating the the <laughs> the names. I think that the, again they they locked them in. It's sort of like mm. the point in the history of the universe where there was a period just after the Big Bang when all the yeah. physical laws sort of became became locked in. You know, mm. the universe expanded to to a certain point, and then it was like, no, okay, that's it. From now on, this is what gravity is going to be like. Mm. We just shut that down, and nobody's coming up with any more last names, profession-based <laughs> last names or dad-based last names. Mm. Um, nobody's surname is dad, which is a shame. That That is, yeah, that is a shame. <laughs> Why um, is Dadson, that? What about Tom Papa? <laughs> <laughs> You can get things like Papos or something like that. Papos. Yeah. I always, yeah. I always I read Papos as Knievel. That's my problem. Ah, I don't know where yeah, I was going with that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Carnivale, are you yeah. related to that um, that cruise ship that tipped over in the Mediterranean? <laughs> a cousin, yeah, but a distant cousin. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did you hear how yeah. that happened? That that guy no, was like... No. I think the guy was like... The captain was like, let's go close to the thing. There's some people we need to wave at or whatever. <laughs> we, need, we need to show people that we can like turn close to the shore. <laughs> then it's yeah. like, whoa. Uh-oh. Is that what happened to the Titanic? Yes. Was he going to yep. wave at some... Mm-hmm. Penguins on the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. trying to not say penguins. <laughs> <laughs> um, some friends. Of I think penguins. it would have been polar bears. Actually, it would have been up north, right? I don't think penguins yeah. get that far north. Or maybe yeah, that's why I was trying to not say penguins. Oh, was it north? Yeah. I just always assumed it was down south, but that doesn't. The make Titanic. Sense. Well, I just yeah. assumed that the Titanic. <laughs> I've never thought about it. I've just never thought about it. I've just put it in my mind down near Antarctica. You crossed. You got the Titanic, the real-life ship, mm. and the plane from Lost, the fake, not-real-life plane, confused. And I get that. Mm. I understand. Yeah. Did but that plane hit an iceberg? <laughs> it crashed or something. I don't yeah. know. I only Where, watched season one. Was the island in the... Was the Lost Island, did they ever give the exact location? Rough look? I think it was... Look, once again, spoilers. But I think it was meant to be hell or something. Yeah right. Mm. So not exact. Then. So yeah. So is, is that is that in the South Pacific? Um. Yeah. Maybe. Look. Once again, only seen season one. Everything else I've just kind of heard people, you know, half remembered conversations mm. at a party. I think it was maybe not hell, but purgatory. Oh. I think the mm. island was meant to be purgatory. Purgatory seems like the best one. Yeah. Look, and that is exactly what happened to the passengers on the uh, Titanic. They also went to to they the iceberg was pur- purgatory for them in a way. That's right. Can someone save me from this? No, this is well, not going they, anywhere. They're lucky because uh, they live on forever through purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> there you go. Does that constitute saving you from that? <laughs> yeah. Look, Look the, that, that it, topic changed. So yeah, thank you. We have we have so many ideas today. So I'm going to take us straight mm-hmm. to our three words oh from my a listener. God. I don't know oh. if you know this, Adam. But mm-hmm. we have listeners, and sometimes they can support us on Patreon, and they mm-hmm. can suggest three words that we'll use to come up with a sketch idea. And okay. today's listener is Josh Sean. 
Hey, Josh. Josh, Sean. Hi, Josh, Sean. I hope we haven't already done this one. I don't know if we we probably have. I I mean, I I think I would remember a name like Josh, Sean. You Mm. don't get a more blatant use of a first name as a surname than Sean. Yeah. Yeah, unless his... Sean is you, Sean. You would have thought would be a classic. That you you look at that and you'd be like, "That's going to be a first name forever, mm. man. Mm. It's never going to be a surname." But 100%. we all grow up. We all become squares, just like <laughs> um, surname Sean. The only name that could be maybe more blatant would be if his name was Josh first name. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> My last name is first name. Who's on first? <laughs> first name. <laughs> anyway. Um. I mean, imagine if... Uh, let's imagine a version of who's on first, but mm. the name of the person who's on first is not on first. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah. Tell right, me that's so not wait. a funnier sketch. Yeah. I mean, one of us be seems, Abbott, the other seems... one be Costello. Another one, that, sorry, one of us be Abbott, another one be Costello, and then the third one is that, you know, the third person in that classic sketch. Mm-hmm. The audience. <laughs> talks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of their writers. So, uh, uh, who's on first? Uh, uh, I think his name's... Uh, not on first. <laughs> I think, not on first. I think <laughs> his first name's somebody who's. Somebody who's not on first is on first. At- what? And scene. <laughs> well, who's on second? Uh, well, what's the... There one? is no person on second. There's That's nobody on second. There's nobody there on second. No. <laughs> there is no second. Hello, I'm Mr. No Person on Second. First name, there is. <laughs> I mean, there's so many variations. And let of... me tell you, my, my baseball career was short-lived. <laughs> Um, they kept trying to who's assign on someone. third? Who's on third is a man called I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but who's on third? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> what about fourth? I told you this wouldn't work. <laughs> and fourth is home. <laughs> what about fifth base? Diminishing returns. <laughs> Ever heard of this? <laughs> I think you've run out of bases. <laughs> um, and well, diminishing returns. The, there you go, though, as well. That makes sense. Mm. What was the first guy's name? I'm going to write this down, even though it's very silly. <laughs> um, there somebody, is no who's, on- somebody who's uh, not on first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But that always, bu- that always did bug me about that sketch, right? Yeah. Is that the names aren't real names. Yeah. Right? Like yes. the names for the people that they've chosen on those sketches. Like that's supposedly like the classic sketch that everybody knows. And mm. it, it doesn't work. The premise like, is it's, very weak. Not, <laughs> it's weak. It's weak. Um, we should let Abbott Gistello know. It's, Do mm. they have like a public facing email address that we can contact them on? I think their um, DMs are open. <laughs> um, and we'll pitch them blades on horses. And then... <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to hear Blade, our three... Blades in saddles. Now, blades in saddles. Oh, that's very good, Andy. You can be the title. Yeah. Um, all right. Look, we can't just come up with sketches based on the name of the person. 
we have to come up. We use their actual words. So uh, Josh mm-hmm. Sean has suggested three words. Um, Adam, would you like to guess what one of the words is? <laughs> ooh, all right. Um, all right. Is the f- ooh? Have you given me a clue already? No, that I didn't no, no, realize. Just no, he's all right. given us so three words. What's one of the words? Well, there's only so many words. So um, is one of them giraffe? You couldn't be further from the truth, Andy. Damn it. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess? Eva- Evangelion? No, not a, not even <laughs> close. Um, the three words are time, travel, and fetish. All right. Time, travel, fetish. That's that's a string. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's there's essentially already a sketch idea in there about, I guess, somebody yeah. who... Uh, who f- Fetishizes time travel. Oh, I guess I guess that could be too. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was yes, a uh, yes. uh, travel mm. fetish, and uh, ah. and it's a guy who has time for his travel fet- fetish. Mm. Finally, yeah. um, um, what about uh, somebody who um, who has a fetish for premature ejaculating, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they um, I can't come they... unless I've already come. <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> oh no and that's uh, great and so the only way to do it <laughs> is to travel back in time ah wow is that yeah, right yeah that works wow oh my god you took you took that hot nonsense and you made sense out of it wow <laughs> that rules wow that makes sense wow <laughs> Is this what the movie The Time Traveler's Wife is about? Her just yes. look of disappointment mm-hmm. as he does this yet again. As uh, a second version again, of him walks yes. into the room. <laughs> you ke- you came, but it was too early. And then uh, he can come. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> that, was, that somehow worked. Um. Is, that, is, that e- is that even a paradox? Like... I guess you know. I think that's one of those neat loops that you can probably get away with, where it just yeah. How's the first self. person coming? Wait. <laughs> well, it could even just be a lie. It doesn't even need a like like when you're looking at mm. you know. I don't know if either of you have ever had this experience. I don't want to assume, but if you're ever looking at porn online, that's not necessarily okay. always a real thing. I'm, I'm interested okay. in checking yeah, it out sure. one day. But yeah, go, go on. <laughs> yeah. So what you I go just to this place Google yeah. porn or. Uh, there's a website www.porn.com okay. .au mm. .au if you go just <laughs> .com it'll take you to the US site <laughs> a lot of it a lot of it doesn't work that. down here or something <laughs> <laughs> they they, they yeah, use a so, lot of positions that are not compatible with our yeah. uh, energy the two two forty honor differently. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, the Australian entertainment industry is going through uh, ructions because of um, you know the influence of the big US streaming sites mm. and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of push yeah. for them to get local content quotas. And I mm-hmm. do hope that we get there. And then the next thing will, of course, be taking on the big porn websites and getting a, mm-hmm. getting them to have local content quotas as well. Mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, wait, were you going somewhere with this porn thing? No, that that was basically no, 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 that, it. That's, that's... <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um... uh, no, 
Yeah, that's it. No, that's good. I mean, the it, classic it's just, improv line. I mean, it's good to also just be informed about yeah uh, porn. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, then I will take us through mm. uh, today's sketches, if that's okay. Please, uh, please do say anything if you guys want. Uh, but mm. uh, we've got the worst stuntman, which is you know, it's just a very mm. graceful person, actually very beautiful to watch. Yeah, but, but terrible for your action movie. Um, mm. <laughs> Uh, so can I, I guess just, uh, can I just? I know I'm sorry to bring up porn again, and it feels a bit <laughs> dumb <laughs> to talk about. But I'm just yeah. very gauche. I'm, I'm interested, and I don't know if I would look this up myself. But I'm wondering if you went to www.notporn.com. Oh, what what do you think it would be? I mean, it must be a website, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And there would be something there, and I'm just wondering reckon- what what it what it would be. I would give it 50-50 chance. It's either a like uh, like a very religious, maybe Christian website yes. that's like anti-porn, or other 50%, it's a porn website. Yeah. And it's then the, third the 50%, other. it's both. It's, oh! It's, um, uh, mix, you, mix it all together. For us, Al? Um, look, it's a beautiful website. Uh, it says notporn.com. This is not the Australian yeah. version, so uh, um, they spell honor differently. But then. it looks like it's kind of just one of these, like, hey, we've written some articles. There's one that says Italians we should celebrate instead of Christopher Columbus. Well, <laughs> I know one, bloody our guest, Adam Carnavale. Hey, um, I want to learn about Italians that are worth celebrating. What should I go to? Oh, notporn.com. <laughs> um, wait, it's got. It's time for the Illuminati to address its diversity issue. This could be a comedy mm. website, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. Illuminati. That also seems sounds a bit Italian. Uh, hang on, wait. Illuminati. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, it does. Yep, checks yeah, out. I think it might be a uh, maybe a Roman. Maybe it could be could be Latin. Yeah, mayhaps. Mayhaps. Did you really say mayhaps? Because that's a beautiful word. Uh, I like a mayhaps. Yeah. Oh, I will absolutely you... add that into the lexicon. <laughs> Andy, we're adding mayhaps to two in the think tank's lexicon. Sure, sure. What about perby? Perby? How do you say that? What does yeah. it mean? Is that instead well, of maybe? Mayhaps is, com- <laughs> is combining uh, maybe and perhaps. Mm-hmm. And I was combining, combining perhaps and maybe. Mm-hmm. Perby. Ah! Yeah, sure. Per, or or per flower. Mm. Um, all right, I am gonna just move on to. All right, so we got that. We got then we got the the best defense defense defensive driving is offensive driving, and this is of mm-hmm. course uh, the old switcheroo that happens with the uh, with mm-hmm. unfortunately when the Carnivale and the Knievel drivers uh, t- uh, driving instructors get mixed up, and one sends the offensive driver to the defensive driving class and mm-hmm. then the offensive driving teacher that should have no the defensive driving teacher that should have gone to that goes to the uh to the big smash derby where everybody misses mm. each other sort of like all you know opposite magnets repelling each other or mm. like magnets repelling each other yeah they never touch mm. I think that's going to be the most coherent sketch that comes out of this episode. Uh Then we've got saloon-based falling idiot energy generation. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) There it is. Um, Look, I love that, but wow. (laughs) And uh, 
And then we've got Blades on Horses, which is another sort of saloon-based <laughs> sketch. Maybe I don't think I got in the entire gist of the sketches, which is why I've written down Blades on Horses. There's so much to cover. Um, it's a big yeah. topic. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm I almost... That's one of the ones where I'm baffled you couldn't understand because I feel like I... <laughs> Explained it so well, and it was already painfully clear. But maybe the yeah. listeners disagree. But uh. I think I think my idea, my thinking of it is like I was like, <laughs> and, and I, maybe I'm only continuing talking about this because I feel like it frustrates mm. Andy. <laughs> but is I guess the idea is that it's not it's not like a full sketch. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. it's more like a like an off, an, like a, a very small part of a big movie. Mm. Um, mm. Where he's put blades. Yeah, you're right. It would be such a shame if our big movie had any small parts in it. No, no, no. You know, any moments that yeah. somehow build to something greater. But you're right. I, you're right. I think There's no that place movies, for that kind I don't of thing. think movies should be made of small parts. I think when I make a movie, it's going to be completely indivisible. It's going to be a, a whole. It's going to be like a single-celled organism. Yeah, One it's going to be a single an, shot. <laughs> One an shot. An enormous... <laughs> Only Watch one thing will happen. An undigestible theme. <laughs> it's just oh, <laughs> solid theme the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got metaphor, source of power. And so you could use a poem to boil a pot of water. See? Mm. And, and you can just do a couple of stanzas, get that water boiling. Mm. Then maybe put the lid on when you have to put the rice mm. in. And then let that keep saying a few more stanzas. And then. You do that method where you turn off the fire, so you could just stop saying poem and let it kind of mm. cook in that mm. ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, well, on. you've given it plenty to think about, you know. Absolutely, you just that rice is going to get <laughs> fluffy with uh, wisdom. I don't know. Um, energy collected from destroying coal power plants—that's mm. you know—and I think that's another fun one because it's, it becomes very unsustainable very quickly. Then people, yeah. But then the dirtiest of industries is the industry that just builds cold fire power plants just to knock them down. Oh, just to knock them down. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Never used. Yeah, it's the sort of the beef version of like energy. You know how like mm. beef uses so much uh, energy or whatever. Yeah, it consumes so much. And then yeah. we've got the gravitational potential energy punk. It's a whole mm. new genre of of you know writing and books and films and things like that all based on this this world that started having lots of piles of rocks and uh maybe this is what the uh the coal-fired power energy needs because at the moment they mm. are the the bad guys right they're unequivocally yeah. the bad guys because it's the oh. worst one right but what if they like could invent something worse smoking type thing i didn't catch that sorry that's okay you like broke a up. like a th- Oh yeah, no. Uh, am I better now? Yes. You're so good now. You're perfect. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just said like a thank you for smoking style thing mm-hmm. where you got to turn like this awful evil industry and flip it, and mm. make it look nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the way I'm proposing that is that they find a mm. way to generate electricity from burning animals. You know, mm. like That's if it good. was beef. This, a- this, alive. this electricity comes from beef. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and it would smell oh it would smell good, but the screaming yeah. would put you a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. So um that's a good idea. And um, then we got deduction cooking. I mean, look, we, 
You know, we've got Poirot cooking whole, you know, seven course meals. Uh, then we got the Westlake Crusher. This is when we went into the the mystery part of yeah. the episode. Um, I love that person who finds different ways of crushing people, uh, and then leaving no, not a trace except for a crushed mm. body, and mm. and his signature card, his name with his name and number written on it. Um, his signature card, his signature mo that he leaves his body at the scene of the crime. <laughs> That's right. Every time I leave my body there, laying next to the dead body. <laughs> and I always wake up and go, what happened? I was having a bad dream. <laughs> Look, it's the killer. Ah, it's another signature of the Westlake killer. <laughs> when will we catch them? <laughs> ah, well, off you go. Um, then we got somebody who's not on first. It's our, it's our, the new who's on first sketch. <laughs> <laughs> new and improved. Uh, and then, and then there's a uh, finally... Uh, inspired by Josh Sean, it's a I can't come unless I've already come time travel <laughs> sketch. <laughs> the guy who yeah, has a fetish man. for premature ejaculation <laughs> for his own premature ejaculation. I don't know why it has to be well, premature. It, it becomes reductive where I, th- I think he has to keep going back and back and mm. back and back and back, right? Always to try and. Yeah. Could he go back and then forward to or when forward. he finally does, does he have to come? Go forward. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's a real chicken and the egg yeah. situation. What came first, me or future me? me? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it is future you though, there's a chance that you could have a time machine and arrive before. Yeah. And future you is oh. you. <laughs> mm. Interesting. <laughs> You've really created a real pickle. Um a real Paradox, pickle. If you, will. you see the guy mm. turned into an actual pickle. It was great. Anyway. Um <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So we're going to go into yes. the music bit now. Okay. We really, you know, people say that apparently people tune out at the end of podcasts, but I come in. We really whatever for try. I come in and only <laughs> listen to this bit. Um, thank you very much, Adam, for coming on our program. Thank you. For I, having I am me. so sorry. You didn't promote your thing yet. <laughs> I didn't. You're right. Oh no! People have started tuning no, out. Um, I got to be quick. Uh, you can catch me on D and D is for nerds uh, uh, for, on the Sense Pants Radio Network. Just you can Google either one of those. Uh, you can find me at Retro Archetype on pretty much any social media. And we're also doing a uh, special series for the next about a month with Stupid Old Studios where we're doing a live D&D show. You can find that at sospresents.com. That is cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely you you guys are great. And there's all sorts of stuff all across the Sands Pants radio network. Mm. And I would personally be happy if we lost all our listeners to you. Yeah. I think, you oh, know. that's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> deservedly so I, 
Oh, I, no, no, don't no. say that. No, you're lovely. No, but I, look, I mean, don't take away from the compliment here. We we are happy <laughs> and, 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 right. and amazed with the work that you do. If you yes, insist, indeed. This, this isn't like one of those cultural things where I'm supposed to not accept three times. No, no, before. no. Ex- you have to accept three times and then we f- okay. we make you accept a fourth time unless it's rude or else it's rude. <laughs> all right, um, all right. <laughs> uh, so then you can find us at Two and Tank on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And you can support us on Patreon, or you can. Uh, People have been reviewing us on iTunes, oh, Alistair. They Lord. took pity on you after your tra- <laughs> really transparent begging, and it's oh. it, it resulted in a real, real tidal wave of it reviews. Was, and they were reviews that made us feel real nice. And oh, uh, that's nice. you all know who you are, so thank you very much, and uh, stop it. But, you know, you keep going. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> but don't stop. Keep More. going. If you left More. a review, you've got time to leave another yeah, one. Yeah, keep going. We need this. Uh, thank you yeah. so much. Take care of yourselves, uh, you know, and remember, don't die. And we <laughs> love <laughs> you. You. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> thank you, Adam. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Uh, is the recording over? This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.